From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. You heard the numbers, and for the first 30 minutes tonight, we're going to basically go to the phone line, so we are going to go to the text line, and, and I'm, I'm going to make this statement right off the top. You know, I'm going to try to be calm and rational tonight, but this topic that we're talking about does get me a little fired up, so I apologize in advance if I become the fiery redhead on the show tonight. And, and you know what we're talking about. Should Calgary bid on the 2026 Olympics? So something right off the top that I got to get off my chest, and I did this with Angela Cocott earlier today. I'm, I'm tired. I'm really tired of all of the negativity from the majority of our hosts on this radio station, number one, and number two, you, the listeners. You know, I, I know there are some people that are positive, but the majority of the callers and the texts that we have heard on this radio station today, wow, just negativity after negativity. The haters are out there in full force. Hey, I get it. We had the haters back in, you know, 1988, uh, you know, when we, when we first hosted the Winter Olympic Games. After that, everybody was on side. We heard the haters, you know, before the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. But boy, I, I know a lot of those people. You know, I know a lot of people in Vancouver. They weren't on side with that bid. But after it happened and after everybody experienced Vancouver 2010, they were not haters anymore. They, they realized just what a great thing that was for their city. You know, I get it. I, I may be in the minority here on Sports Talk with Jock tonight. But let's start looking and talking about this objectively tonight. You know, we can we can present, and I, I do believe that here in Calgary, we can present a first-rate organizational and logistical plan. And if this city can do that, we can make Calgary great again. I, I hate to use a Donald Trump line, but I'm sorry. I've lived in Calgary since 1981. Calgary, in my opinion, is a great city, the greatest city in this country. But, you know, the last five or six years, I'm not sure we can really, really pat ourselves on the back for that anymore. Are we really that great? You know, what makes us great? A half-billion-dollar library that the train goes through? That doesn't make you a great city. The first thing we have to do in this Olympic debate, in my opinion, is let's stop comparing a potential Calgary to bid uh, to what happened in Rio, uh, what happened in London, what happened in Athens or in Beijing. Those are Summer Olympic Games. Hosting a Summer Olympic Games, totally a different topic. Non-starter, in my opinion, uh, I think we would be silly in this country to host another Summer Olympic Games. And we all remember what happened in Montreal in 76. That was a disaster. Uh, Summer Games, totally different scenario. This is the Winter Games that we're talking about here. And let's please, please stop comparing our potential bid to the $50 billion boondoggle in Russia. You know, that was a joke. And it was all about Putin's ego, and he really didn't have to be accountable to the Russian people. So let's get that out there right now. This would not be a $50 billion boondoggle here in Calgary. We have to compare apples to apples. And, and the last three Winter Olympics in North America, they either broke even or they made money. You know, granted, 1988, that was a long time ago. I get it. The world has changed a lot since 1988. So maybe we can throw that out the window. But let's not forget our past because the past was pretty darn good, and we are known worldwide because we are an Olympic city. We had a huge legacy left over from 1988. It was able to basically fund all of our great facilities, 
And all of those facilities were funded from the legacy left over from 1988. So that was great. And, and Calgary, you know, I know there will be people out there saying, no, we don't benefit from the 1988 Winter Olympics. I'm sorry, we still are benefiting from the 1988 Winter Olympics. You go back to 2002, Salt Lake City. They had a $56 million surplus. They had a huge legacy for winter sports. You know, the Americans do a very, very good job because they're fiscally responsible as well. Vancouver 2010. If you want to believe John Furlong, John Furlong will tell you that his games broke even in Vancouver. Now, I get it. It was a little bit of, you know, crazy accounting if you really want to break it down because they didn't include the security costs, and that's wrong. Because once you include the security costs, yeah, they, they did not break even. But the games themselves, on their budget, you know, money in, money out on just the games and the facilities, they broke even. Unfortunately, the security put them on the wrong side of the ledger. And they didn't include some of the lasting infrastructure in for, the, uh, for that city either. You know, you, you talk about how the city benefited. You know, the train to the airport, the convention center, the Sea to Sky Highway in Whistler, you know, Whistler Olympic Park, all lasting facilities. The Richmond Oval as well, another lasting facility in Vancouver, and it's all because of the Winter Olympics. So, uh, again, let's compare apples to apples when we really break down this Olympic bid here in Calgary. Uh, here's what I want to do tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. I want to stop talking about what we can't do because everybody says, oh, we're broke, the city is broke, the province is broke, the country is broke. Uh, yeah, you know, we've got governments that like to spend like drunken sailors. I get it. But let's stop talking about what we can't do in this city and in this province and in this country. Let's start talking about what we can do because this is Calgary. This is the greatest city in the country. This is Canada. We get things done in this country. You know, three things that I firmly believe. Number one, I think we can host an amazing event with a great lasting legacy for our city and our aging facilities. Number two, I think we can host a fiscally responsible games that won't cost billions and billions of dollars in cost overruns. Because guess what? Our society won't allow that to happen. And number three... I think we can be a leader for the IOC to come up with plans and strategy for future host cities. I really, truly believe that. Now, if the IOC is truly committed to changing their reputation, and if they are truly committed to Agenda 2020, which they say they are, uh, they make it a little more feasible for host cities like Calgary. You know, we would really be silly not to make a bid on the 2026 games. I, I'm with Mayor Nenshi on this one. If we make a bid, I think there's a very, very good chance Calgary will, in fact, win that bid for 2026. Now, security, I get it. That's, it, it's sad. It's sad that the world that we live in now, that we have to spend almost a, million, a billion dollars, I should say, on security. Uh, there has to be a better way to cover these costs. I, I mentioned this plan with Angela Cocott earlier today. Got some love on the text line. You know, the host city... The host country, I think, should be on the, the hook for the majority of that bill. Uh, let's say it's 40, 45% of the bill. Use a billion dollars as a, as a round number. The IOC definitely needs to buck up because it's in their best interest to have a safe games. So the IOC has to pay 15, maybe 20% of that security bill. And then all participating countries, they need to be on the hook as well. They want to keep their athletes safe. So if you are the United States of America bringing a team to Calgary, you've got a contingent of 400 athletes and a delegation of 500 or 600. Guess what? You're going to have to pay the piper if you want to bring your athletes to a safe games in Calgary. 
Same goes for Germany. Same goes for Norway. Same goes for the Netherlands. Same goes for, you know, Russia, if they're allowed to compete in the Calgary Games in 2026. And vice versa, when Canada sends a team to Korea, or if they send a team to Japan, or they send a team to China, we send our athletes, we send our delegation, we'll buck up our portion to help pay for the security, because guess what? We're Canadians, it's what we do. We want our athletes to be safe at those Olympic Games. So let all of the participating countries pay a little bit to, to keep their athletes safe. That's a Calgary solution. I hope the IOC is listening because I think that's a really, really good idea. Now, if the IOC is okay with moving the ski jump competition to Vancouver, which they said earlier today they are, because a few years ago in Beijing, what they moved the uh, equestrian competition to Hong Kong, um, I'm okay with that. You know, why build a temporary ski jump facility for 2026 when you can send your athletes to Vancouver in the Whistler Park? Okay, I'm, I think that's a great idea. What I'm not on side with is sending the hockey players to Edmonton to play in their arena because it goes back to your bottom line in the budget. That's your biggest revenue generator for Olympics is the hockey tournament, especially when that hockey tournament is being played in Canada. So that, to me, would be a stupid idea. So what that means is we're going to have to build a new arena here in this city. But again, this is Calgary. We can come up with a good idea for it. So a Calgary bid, in my opinion, has to include a second arena. And a Calgary bid also has to include Lake Louise for Alpine events. That means the federal government has to be on board because it was the one bad thing we did in 1988. Nikiska was a mistake. Mount Allen was a mistake. And it was not a very good ski hill. And unfortunately, it's, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our white elephant from the 1988 Winter Olympics as far as I'm concerned. Hey, it's a great family hill now, don't get me wrong. But for the Alpine events for the Olympics... It was not the right hill. So we've got to send those alpine events to Lake Louise, and that means we're going to need some approval from the national parks, and that means the federal government is also going to have to be on board. So here's something that I want to do tonight. I'm going to present to you a SWOT analysis, and I would like you to weigh in on the text line, 403-974-8255. Now, if you've ever been involved in any company or corporate situation, you know what a SWOT analysis is. We're talking strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So for my SWOT analysis for the Calgary Olympics, we, we look at the fact that, hey, we are Calgary, number one. We can come up with Calgary solutions. We can come up with a Calgary budget that works for us. We have this great, great group of volunteers that are in this city. We saw it in 1988. We'll see it again in 2026. We are a leader in winter sports, and that's because of 1988. This is not our first rodeo. We have a lot of facilities already in place. That's very, very important. And again, it goes back to my other point. You know, this is Calgary. We can present a first-rate organizational and logistical plan. So those are the strengths of hosting here in Calgary in 2026. The weaknesses, I've already mentioned one. We don't have a hockey rink. Well, we do, but it's not a good enough hockey rink. So we do need a new hockey facility because to host an Olympic Games properly, you do need two nhl size rinks. As I said earlier, we need national park approval as well. Lake Louise has to be in the mix. You know, the other weakness for me is our facilities are getting old. And, and that's a red flag because sooner or later we're going to be on the hook for these costs anyway. 
You talk about, you know, the 26 or $27 million that are, is already earmarked for Canada Olympic Park for the sliding centre to extend the start. Uh, we're going to have to pay for that one way or the other. You know, McMahon Stadium is a dump. And, and this, this is the one thing that I was disappointed in with the Calgary Bid Exploration Committee. They don't even plan on using McMahon Stadium. Not even on their radar because they want to have the Victoria Park option, which means, you know, the hockey games being played at the hockey arena and maybe the new hockey arena and the opening and closing ceremonies at Stampede Park. Stampede Park, you know, it it needs a facelift too, so I get it. And I also understand what they're talking about with the Parade of Nations. You could sell a lot of, you know, cheaper seats around where the chuck wagons go, and you could, uh, you know, have some fans cheering on the teams as they, uh, you know, bring the flags in. But <laughs> we're the home of the Stampeders, so I, I think I do need to see something happening with McMahon Stadium in my, in my bid. So we talk about opportunities. Okay, Calgary, let's talk about opportunities. How many Calgary, Calgarians made money from 1988? I, I would venture a guess lots. You know, whether it was restaurants, whether it was bars, whether it was cabs, shopping malls, pop-up stores, you know, renting out houses. There were so many stories of people renting out their houses here in Calgary, you know, for not only one month, for two months. A couple of families I know, they paid for their mortgage for two solid years just from the revenue they got from renting out their house during the 1988 Winter Olympics. So, yes, maybe it's only for a month because you've got the Paralympic and the Olympic Games But believe me, there will be a lot of money made in this city, and it's going to help a lot of businesses. I've already said our our facilities need a facelift, so we're going to have to pay for that anyway. So these are opportunities to get our facilities back up to 2010, 2020, 2030 standards. And, And there will be jobs created. There'll be jobs created before with some of the construction. There'll be jobs created during the Olympics and after the Games, too. And people will say, well, hold it, you've already done all the construction. How are you going to create jobs after the games? We're already seeing that. You know, how many jobs right now are at Nakiska? How many jobs are at Nakiska Village? Because those are venues that basically were made from the 1988 Winter Olympics. Uh, Winsport, how many jobs are created up at Winsport right now? I don't know off the top of my head, but I can tell you at the Olympic Oval, because I worked there for a number of years, the Olympic Oval, uh, at, at their peak, had about 80 full-time jobs. Right now, they've got about 40 full-time jobs, and they've got a whole bunch of part-time jobs as well at the Olympic Oval. That's just the Olympic Oval. So there will be jobs created from the 2026 Olympics. The threats... When I continue my SWOT analysis, you know, what is the world going to look like in 2026? Because I know everybody's concerned about the security costs. And and has the IOC really changed their image? And that is a billion-dollar question. I hope they have. I think they're saying all the right things. They have put together the plan, the 2020 plan, that points in all the right directions. But talk is cheap. They've got to prove it as well. So that's my SWOT analysis. I'd like to hear your SWOT analysis. Phone lines are open, easy to call, easy to text, 403-974-TALK, 403-974-8255. Uh, we're going to hear from some of the counselors. We're going to hear from the IOC when we come back on Sports Talk with Jock.